We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have smashed Leicester City by two goals to nil at St. James's Park. They have obliterated Leicester to reach the semi-final of the League Cup, the first, well, I was going to say domestic, but just the first semi-final since 2005. It's been 59 years or some shit since the last League Cup semi-final. It's ridiculous how bad Newcastle have been in this competition. Until today, we have smashed Leicester. It feels good. Can't fucking wait for the semis. I've got Charlotte with me. I've got Adam with me. Charlotte, how good a night was that at St. James's Park? Oh, it was just class. From start to finish, it was class. I got there early. I wanted to have my tea in the stands, <laughs> um, which was class. Really, you know, starting the evening with a with full stomach, and then uh, I brought my scarf, as did seemingly like fifty thousand other people. <laughs> um, the uh, tannoy man—that's what I'm going to call him—said, uh, "You know, everybody wave those scarves," and it was just amazing. It was people waving flags that had been left by the flags group. Um, it was people waving their scarves. It was, I mean, Alex, you said it just before the game was was won there. And then New, uh, St. James's Park was a total cauldron tonight. And it was just high intensity from start to finish. I feel, Mint, we are class. One of the best nights at St. James's for you, Adam? Yeah, it's got to be up there. I mean, it, it was, by all accounts, just the, the perfect cup tie, like a really good occasion. I think, you know, do you remember at the end of Leeds where it was like, you know, end of the year we wanted to go out on a high and it just felt flat nothing really worked for us tonight things clicked yeah that first half we probably could have gone into the half time goal up but I was always very very confident that we would would see uh see the game out because Leicester were poor and we looked so hungry in that first half and we were inventive and we were just motivated. You could see it in the players. There is no way that they were going to let this one slip after that Sheffield Wednesday result. Everyone in that start 11 was out to prove a point tonight. Mm. Eddie Howe was out to prove a point tonight. And we've got our rewards. We played excellently. We batted them in the attacking third. And apart from a very, very poor Jamie Vardy miss towards the end of the game, Leicester really, really didn't bother us too much. It was, as I said, just a, a perfect night, a great occasion, scarves flying, everyone celebrating. And I think what makes it even more perfect is that big Dan Byrne scored his first goal 
for his boyhood club, Newcastle United. I'm so, so happy for him. And what about their moves, eh? <laughs> it does very much feel like it was Dan Burns' night tonight. I don't know why that is, because other players score, you know, and it was his first goal of the season. First goal for Newcastle, like you say, Adam. But what a fucking goal. It's such a good goal. If, if there's anyone listening to this who hasn't seen the highlights or seen the game, watch this goal. You know, watching it live in the ground, it looked like, you know, if Alexander Rizak comes on and scores that goal, you're thinking, that's what he does. This is the £65 million strike we've bought. But for your left back to do it, it was absolutely sensational. And Charlotte, you're a bit obsessed with his, um, his post-match dancing, aren't you? Well, I don't know if it's post-match or something, but these videos are emerging on social media. Adam and I have both become obsessed, so I don't want to be the <laughs> only one here with this but he's a dancer as well as a goal scorer he's um yeah there's this video of him dancing in the changing room and it's it's mesmerizing he's he's so he's he's so live and smooth with his moves live from Blythe live from Blythe that's exactly it um yeah it's just uh, I've never seen a body move like that and actually when you watch the goal back you can see some of those moves some of those some of that wiggliness in the way that he manipulates his body and scores the goal. So a bit more of the dancing damping. What I loved about the goal is that it started, obviously it started off with just big Dan Burns, big frame getting in the way of, a, he's blocked a clearance from Marcus Albright, I believe it is. Will it comes in and battles it, but it, it, it's the fact that it starts off with a kind of charge down from Dan Burns, because that's mm -hmm. what he's kind of known for. And then by the end of the move, you just see this sort of, this elegant stride into the box and a, and a really tidy finish with his wrong foot, by the way. Yeah. Um, and you can, and you kind of see the, you know, that's they're the two sides of Dan Byrne, big, strong, physical frame, really difficult to play against. But he's he's got technique and he's smart. Mm -hmm. And the way he took his goal, I think, was just superb. And honestly, the raw when he did so, obviously it was they broke the deadlock. That was a big part of it. But yeah. Everyone in that stadium, you just know, was so, so happy that he got his goal. Um, he's from Blythe. He's, it's just been an absolutely class night. As Alex said, it, it feels like big Dan Burns night, and I don't think anyone can begrudge him that at all. No, he just looks so happy on all the pictures. I'm just buzzing for him. Yeah, very much so. And this is a this is a massive night for Newcastle United, the supporters, the football club, the team. It's been like Newcastle's cup form has been a joke mm. for generations almost, or at least at least two decades. And you can, you can throw in there the FA Cup this year and last as well. Those are humiliating defeats for, for any Premier League club. But it feels like a real step forward on the journey to win that game like we did, to win it as comfortably and as, I'm going to say it, as easily as we did. Leicester didn't give us a game tonight. Yeah, it was nil-nil at halftime, but Newcastle have numerous opportunities to score in the first half. A mixture of disastrous finishing and good goalkeeping and bad luck probably uh, stopped us going in at halftime. But there's just no there's just no way Leicester are, are beating that side tonight. I thought Newcastle were dominant from start to finish. They started the game like a dream. They should be 1-0 up after 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. It was have been 5-0 up at <laughs> halftime, honestly, the amount of chances. Yeah, and it's it shouldn't be that easy. This is a quarterfinal at home against a side who aren't going to get relegated this season, who've got a lot of good players, who probably still have a higher wage budget and... Um, you know, cumulative cost of team than Newcastle United. And it shouldn't be this easy. And yeah, it was only 2-0 and, you know, Jimmy Vard misses a chance that could make it 2-1. And this is, these were the kind of performances Newcastle United used to go and put in at good teams and you kind of convince yourself that you were in the game. Leicester were never in that game tonight. We absolutely, absolutely battered them. 
and it tells a tale of how far we've come this season. You know, when Leicester came to our place last season and, and we scored in the 95th minute, it's one of the great victories, it's one of the great moments, but it was kind of scarcely deserved. Tonight, we, we are miles ahead of Leicester City, and that's, that's, that's one of the most promising things for me. This club needs to be in the latter stages of cup competitions for sponsors, for fans, but good footballers expect that. Footballers want to win things. You know, your Brunos and your Sven Botmans, they want to win things. They expect to do this shit in their career. And those who say that cup competitions don't matter, and I'm not sure anyone does say that, particularly in this fan base, but there's a reason that Man City and Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool are always in the finals of these competitions. They can afford to pay weakened squads earlier in the competition, and then they play very, very strong squads because they want to win the silverware on offer. And it's a massive statement from Newcastle United. And I promise you all that... Manchester United, Manchester City, or anywhere else, they do not want Newcastle United in the semi-final of this competition. We are the team to avoid, and it feels good. Before we move on to part two, Charlotte, I'll ask you the same question I asked Adam. Do you think that's one of your great nights, supporting Newcastle? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I, I was asked today, do I want a cup? But when we talk about this, do we want to finish top four, or do we want a cup? As though the two are mutually exclusive, by the way, which they are not. <laughs> um... <laughs> And uh, and I, and I do I answer I think there's a generational divide I think that older fans tend to I'm not speaking for everybody obviously uh, tend to want a cup and you know just to keep pushing on on the in the league um, and and I, and I had I had previously been like top four top four only top four for me now that it's kind of within reaching distance I'm kind of recalibrating that answer because I just feel like this is something we could achieve and should achieve and we're class and that tonight was just everything you could ever want a football game to be. Probably if you're picky, you'd want more goals from us. <laughs> but but uh, we're, not, uh, we're not picky. We're not picky. A comfortable 2 nil. Leicester were never really in that. It was The crowd was amazing. It was just, yeah, it was one of the all-time greats for me tonight. Indeed, it was uh, special kind of scenes before, during, and after the game, and, uh, and and you know we're going to talk about the rest of this competition in a bit. That does it for part one of the show. Where on Patreon, we're going to, you're going to hear some adverts now. If you'd like to listen to these pods advertisement free, please come and join us uh, on that platform. You also get loads more of these podcasts. This week alone, we'll have Warren Barton and Craig Hope reacting on separate podcasts to tonight. Back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Adam, let's let's talk two goals again. Let's talk about the goals in detail because they're two, frankly, fabulous goals. They were both down Newcastle's left. Interesting to me. I thought Newcastle dominated the Leicester left in the first half. Everything good from us came down the right-hand side, and it sounds like Eddie Howe has got them in at half-time saying, Howe, lads, use the left side of the pitch. You're all really good players. Dan Byrne, you need to get forward more. We can't just leave it to Almiron and Trippier, and basically the whole of the second half, Adam Newcastle dominated down that side, and they got the rewards, didn't they, with a, a, frank, a frankly ridiculous goal to score. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I noticed you know, Willick was putting in some really good yards and carries um, into the final third on that left-hand side. Joe Linton was busy. as he. I mean, Joe Linton's form recently has just been unbelievable. I've said it on recent podcasts as well, but again, tonight, a goal and an assist is phenomenal, but it was the pressure, it was, the, it was this pressure that we just applied to them. You know, we knew that we were going to get at Leicester, we're going to press them. Like, it was so successful um, at the King Power a few, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we've gone and done the same thing because we know that they're, we know that they're jittery at the back. We know that they're low on confidence. Um, they've only beaten MK Dons and Gillingham since uh, we've been back after the World Cup. They haven't managed a Premier League win yet. So their confidence is low and we got at them and in their face. And it wasn't just the fact that we're physically energetic in their face uh, proactive it's the fact that we have we know what we want to do when we when we receive the ball it's those intricate triangles it's 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 really good technique it's it's first time passing it's for, for supporters of Newcastle over the last you know couple of uh, decades it's not necessarily football that we're used to um have been used to for a long time this is really intricate technical stuff it's wonderful to watch, and it's really, really effective for cutting through. Um, but not, not only um, poor defences as Leicester, but it cuts through good defences as well. But it, this intricacy came from, you know, Dan Burm charging down, Willick retrieving the ball, straight away releasing to Joe Linton. Joe Linton doesn't even think. Burns on his way, first time pass, and then Dan Burn strides through two players into the box, and then he's he's taken a, a wonderfully taken goal finish with his right foot. I think it goes through the legs of a defender as well, which leaves Danny Ward a little bit unsighted, slotted in. And then from that point onwards, absolute pandemonium in the stands. Everyone's everyone's jumping. It's the release um, of of that moment. Um, and then the you know the, the, the second one as well. Look, what I've noticed is how really effective we are from throw-ins. So there was a throw into Callum Wilson. He just stops it dead. 
Miggy mm. runs onto it. Do you remember against Chelsea when Miggy kind of just made that diagonal run towards centre um, and then left it kind of for Willock to then sweep home? It was a similar kind of run. Miggy cutting in from the right, going really centrally, um, you know, beyond uh, Wilson. And then Joe Linton had just sort of timed his run well, kept himself on side. The slide rule uh, through ball from Miggy was ideal. Mm. And Joe Linton's took it first time very, very well, I might say. And what I've only just noticed looking back at the highlights is that Isak was begging for the ball to be cut across because there was an easy tap in for him. So Joe Linton really had to score that one, mm. especially when we were only 1-0 up at the time. But Joe Linton, cool customer. What a, what a lovely, lovely finish. Very clinical. It had conviction. Past Danny Ward, 2-0, that's game over. And he was so after it tonight, wasn't he? Yeah. And and because the you know, because both of those goals um, you know, came within, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes of each other, it was just too much for Leicester to handle. Yes, after that, Leicester maybe had a couple of chances themselves that that, that could that could have turned the game slightly. But nah. I think we're always going to be resolute. We were always going to be imperious in the air as we were all game. Um, we just, we just, we just were on it. We had 22 shots tonight, nine on target. Nine on target, by the way, is more than we managed against Arsenal and Leeds combined. So it feels like we, we really improved that part of our game. We tested the goalkeeper more. Yes, Longstaff missed that chance earlier, but the, the, the second shot he had, I, I don't think he did too much wrong. I think it was just a really, he struck it really hard into the corner, and I think Danny Ward just makes a really, really good save from that. And then the Joel Linton one, which has happened just before. Um, his goal. I was saying to me, Dad, why if he puts it in if he puts it across at the far corner, he scores. Looking back at the replay, it's taken a deflection and then hit the mm. post and gone out. But yeah. it just shows that we were knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And yeah, as Charlotte said before, we should have had we could have had easily five tonight. I think for me what's really interesting is Leicester's a w- Leicester play way more open than than Arsenal or Leeds. So of course that you know the chances are going to be different. But we only played them like three weeks ago and we played the same way um like you would think that they're like "Mm, i've got it that's how they play instead they came to st james's park tonight and were like maybe they'll change everything about the way they played us three weeks ago and we'll be able to just play the same way but uh no they couldn't they can't contain us they give us way too much space which is great i love it they're just it's it's just but it does baffle me well i think charlotte and i agree with you but what we saw the classic template now of how to play Newcastle United. They left space in behind, mm. and that was ruthlessly exploited in the first half by Almiron. He, he, yes. he was constant. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, against Leeds, we had Almiron trying to do it. Uh, we had Chris Wood a couple of times who should have should have done more with the space in behind. Against Sheffield Wednesday, we had Jacob Murphy in behind, kind of messing things up. And tonight, yeah, Almiron didn't get the goal, but there were numerous opportunities. And what that does is it forces Leicester further back and it, it creates more space in the middle. And particularly in the second half, with Newcastle so dominant down the flanks, this is the thing that Newcastle have to learn to do. Yeah, let let the opposition make the middle of the, the pitch a lottery. Mm. Fouls, um, you know, lots of kicking our lads, lots of kind of kicking the ball away, no time on the ball. And it really makes the midfield difficult. We dominate midfield so regularly, what I loved about tonight, as you've just kind of referenced, is we had an answer to it. Yeah. We had an answer to it. And, you know, Chef Wedden needs, it was it's not it wasn't a worry to me, but they enacted that game plan and we didn't really have an answer to it in terms of either lack of ideas or, or probably um more realistically a lack of quality. Tonight the quality was there and the, the two goals Newcastle get are a, in my opinion, um, are a result of of Leicester kind of not knowing what to do, like you say, Charlotte. They didn't have an answer. 
Adam. Yeah, and what, what, what Charlotte was saying before um, about you know that we we were we were really really hungry for this. Um, we we just came out. We just came at them. We was they couldn't do anything about what we were doing. The movement, the proactivity, the energy, the drive. We were just levels above Leicester in, in, in every way. And I really like what, kind of what you were saying before about, you know, we're not used to these semifinals. You know, this was mm. another test of, are we the old Newcastle or are we, are we now new Newcastle United that none of us are quite used to but are really, really enjoying? And it's, it's, the, it's the second one. It, it, it feels like a cliche, but we're, with, under Eddie Howe, this Newcastle United side is... It's knocking down all these barriers. It's sort of uncaging us from what we were, you know, this this unleashed. We're unleashing the potential, basically, of this club right before our eyes. We're seeing it in the league. We're seeing it in the cup competitions. Well, the, the League Cup, certainly. But I think, as, as Charlotte was saying earlier about, you know, top four or, or cup competition, and they're not mutually exclusive, she's absolutely right. You know, you're right, Charlotte. We Thank you. We, I think, if anything, a result like this... Gives us a lift, gives us a boost in the league for the next for the next few games. Um, yeah. th- it actually helps. It actually helps that we've had this performance tonight. I think we've we, we've spread the minutes out. We've we've we've, we've got the, some subs on. We've got mm. Isak back on the pitch. I mean, it was yeah, brilliant. Minutes in Isak's legs is massively important. It was brilliant seeing him on the pitch in the first half against Wednesday. He, you know, he wasn't quite up to pace, but yeah. he, he, he just you saw a couple of moments. But even tonight, we saw his pace. We but, saw his yeah. touch. It was just. He gives us something different. We can play through balls, you know, through the middle that Callum Wilson wouldn't necessarily gone on to. But he can stretch like Callum Wilson stretches Let's, the game. Yeah. But I think Isak Let, has. I, th- yeah. I think I think strength and depth from the bench is a really good point, and we yeah. are we are, we are going to come on to it. But back back to I really want to talk about the goals. Sorry, it's all right. We're uh, excited, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, really, really, in, uh, you know, I'm I'm as buzzing as you are, and Adam, like you say, I think this this is a massive boost, but. Again, to bring it back to that tactical point that Newcastle kind of had solutions, not not just in the second half, but right from the start of the game. If you look at the first goal that was scored tonight, we're pressing them to fuck in the corner. If there's a place we want to press, it's the corner. Everyone gets a buzz off it. Willock wins the ball back. The little pass from Joe Linton first time. And like you say, when Byrne actually receives the ball, he's got two lads in front of him. Mm-hmm. And and Charlie, I think you actually made a point either on this podcast, I know there's so much content with you in the last <laughs> half hour, or the video we just recorded on YouTube. Like... It's almost like those dance moves he shows at full at full time. He uses that ability. He shouldn't be able. He's, he's six foot six. He shouldn't be able to <laughs> squeeze through. Is he six foot eight? Maybe I don't know. Seven, I think. But he shouldn't be able to nine. get through to two smaller footballers like that. It no. defies physics. It do, no. It, it. I think I did say at the top of this, and also it was after the game. I've just had a look, and it was these dance moves were after the game. It's just very quick. Everybody's quick to get their content out now, even the club. Um, yeah, no, he is. He's, it's it's these weird moves. Please, I urge you, even if you're not on Twitter, like seek them out. I'm sure they'll be on on your fun football sites over the next couple of days. Um, I'm 150, by the way. Your fun <laughs> football sites. Um, who am I? And uh, but like it, like the way that he, it's this sort of swaying movement, legs in one place, and he really utilised that in the way that he scores the goal. There's two people in front of him. He weaves through them and just rolls the ball into the corner of the net it's beautiful it is beautiful and like like adam said earlier wrong foot as well Mm. um that you know he is actually a really good footballer and you saw that in the second half um not just with the goal but he was so much more involved in in the attacking attacking play And, and i think actually leicester we pressed leicester in the phase before that you saw him kind of 
sprint ahead of Joe Linton and Willock to be ahead of the play. That's probably what he needs to do even more because um, he's really, really good footballer and we probably don't see enough of it or, or, or don't appreciate it enough because of his size. Second goal then, Adam, um, it's, it's, it's the, the finish is great, but it's all about Miguel Almiron, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, you know, it's this, it's this darting inside from, you know, cutting in from the right, driving before. And we saw this from Almiron in the, you know, the first half as well. I, I, I agree what you said about him in the first half. It's, you know, he was always busy. He was always looking. I love it when he gets the ball and you just know he wants to make something happen. He'll pass it in and he'll move straight away. His passing and moving is so good. It's so difficult to, to, to mark against. But when he receives the ball off Wilson, who stops it dead, by the way, from the throw-in, which is just superb, man. Mm -hmm. absolutely superb. And he picks it up and drives. And he, I saw the run from Joe Linton. I'm just playing, play it. And he, and he plays just the, the ball that I just hoped to see <laughs> perfectly. Um, and I, yeah, like you said, the, the, the confidence for Joe Linton to take that with his wrong foot um, as well. With so much power. Yeah. Like that was a powerful... Do you remember when Joe Linton was our centre forward? And one of the main things about the way that he like attempted to score and hardly ever did was this weak the weakness behind the such the, a big guy but such yeah. a such a weak shot yeah well that is gone that yeah. was not there tonight it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant like, it, and again Joe Linton on his left foot in that I don't think he you know under a different manager I don't think he takes that first time mm. but he does he, he he just he just backs himself and the confidence seizes through you know and I think a, a, another reason about you know, Dan Byrne might have got a bit more joy in this second half as well, simply because Leicester weren't necessarily an attacking threat. So he could afford to sort of stride mm. forward a bit, you know. Um, but this is us. This is, like you say, it's, it's intensity. We're pressing. This is what we do to rattle teams. And it continues to work, even if we play the same team, Premier League team, twice in a month. And this, you know, five goals without reply. They, they just can't stop us. So it's going to hopefully going to take a long time for Premier League quality teams to to work us out because we, we can just keep doing this every single game. We're going to get shots away. We're going to create chances and we're going to be very, very hard to score against. These are the hallmarks of an Eddie Howe, Newcastle United side. And that's why we're third in the Premier League and in the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. You know what else is a hallmark of an Eddie Howe side? After Joe Linton scored and we all, you know, ball goes back to the middle and everybody's singing, he is resilient. I'm not going to do the whole song. Um, Bruno is like, eye contact with Joe Linton and is just like bowing down at him and, <laughs> and clapping him. And it's this lovely, lovely teamwork. This It feeds the confidence that Adam's talking about. It's this absolute, like, Joe Linton himself is a unit, but the team is a unit. Like, and they, they work together so well. They genuinely seem to like each other and feed off each other's successes. And I think that is a very Eddie Howe uh, tenet. Totally agree, and and the fact that the victory was was so de deserved. Newcastle are, are a good team. Newcastle have got some very good footballers. Newcastle have got strength and depth now from the bench, but they aren't miles ahead of Leicester in terms of playing personnel. They aren't, you know, they aren't like streets ahead of them. They aren't Newcastle v say Bournemouth or someone like that. Newcastle worked harder tonight than Leicester, and that's the most impressive thing for me. Is that we just wanted it more. If you'd have watched that match as an independent observer, we wanted it more. And that's that's down to Eddie Howe. He's managed to get them up for it. He's managed to make sure that they give absolutely everything tonight. Um it was just it was just a great night. Adam and, and, and just remember, you know, there was a lot of pressure on tonight. 
We've mm. just we've, we, we played a, a weekend side against Sheffield Wednesday, which didn't pay off. We had yes, we had a great uh, draw at the, at the Emirates, but that leads that leads game still sort of stinks a bit, doesn't it? Because we it, it feels like two points dropped in, in the league for that. So we came into this game not necessarily at our, our at our attacking best, but with that you know that chance, that golden opportunity to get Newcastle United into a semi-final, which they haven't been in since well, possibly the FA Cup in 2000, possibly, was it? Last semi-final was um, Cardiff, and uh, it was might be Man United in 05. 05, yeah. There you yeah. go, there you go straight uh, in there with the stat. Before nice. that, the year before that was Marseille. Oh, that was a European Euro, one. Uh, the UEFA Cup. Yeah. But um, before that, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Ignoring <laughs> those, from two. those two. Yeah. But yes, a long time since we've... So it feels like, you know, we've, we've knocked down another barrier... We've, we we met the challenge. We met the pressure. You know, there's been dis, a little bit of disgruntlement from from the from the fans. Not loads, but given what we're used to seeing in in 2022, the last couple of games have felt a bit like, oh god, we really can't finish any chances anymore. But you've just got to back them. You've just got to trust that yeah. they know what they're doing, and that you know laws of probability suggest that we were always going to score tonight. It was going to happen. It was inevitable, and. We, we, we come away very, very happy fans. It's it's a great night. I'm really, really buzzing for this one. Such a good performance. We're also happy. We are we are happy. We'll go again this weekend, Fulham at home. Yes. And, and it's a big game. We spoke about so many podcasts recently because Newcastle have had so many games. But we talked about this being a big week for Newcastle, but they lost probably the least important of the games. We now have a free weekend in between... Sorry, yeah, in between the two semi-finals, the home leg, the away leg. The kind of stuff I'm thinking of now that goes through my head on the walk to this office, it's do you want home or away first? Obviously, you want home second. Um, Mm -hmm. Who do you want? How are we going to get there? All of these nice things to consider at this time of year for the League Cup, it's kind of an alien feeling, but it's a nice feeling. And we are two games from Wembley. What an occasion that would be. The city of Newcastle up on Tyne and the surrounding regions in the northeast would empty, I am sure. You get 33,000 tickets for a cup final, I'm led to believe. Oh, my God. It's probably about a tenth of the demand will be. I'm sure you'd get thousands traveling just to experience the occasion. It's just so tantalizing. I need us to be in a final. It's, you know, whatever happens in the final happens in the final, but it would just be so fucking good to be there. It's not even that far away. It's about six weeks away. Yeah, yeah. The final. Um, like six weeks ago, we were watching the World Cup and that doesn't seem that long ago. So it's going to come around fast. We've got to win the semifinals first. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow who we'll play in the semis. And then week commencing Monday the 23rd, so it'll be the 24th or the 25th, will be the first leg of our semifinal. Cannot fucking wait. It is surely, my friends, the best time to support Newcastle United. It's, you know, tonight, tonight we'll live long in the memory the atmosphere was bouncing. There were some great songs, Dan Burns songs, you know, translated from social media into the ground. It's actually quite nice that it got a little airing before he scored tonight. So yeah. it kind of spurred him on, I hope, to do what he did. Um, Adam, you want to talk about Fabian Shaw, don't you? I'll let, I'll let you get that in before we finish. Yeah, I just thought he was excellent tonight. He made everything look really easy. And how many headers did he win? And I, I mean, he was just, I mean, you know, Pats and Dacker didn't have any joy. Um, you know, Maybe Vardy provided a little bit more of a test for, for shares, you know, slight slight lack of pace. But I still think he sort of, you know, apart from that like, that Vardy chance that he shanked, share was just superb tonight. But Botman did well. Botman gets a lot of plaudits, but I think we need to 
still remember the job that Fabian Cher, three million pound Fabian Cher does. He just, he was just really understated tonight. He did everything right, won everything in the in the air, and again, just really cool on the ball. Doesn't, he is a cool man. He's unflappable. He's really just sort of. Just but our whole composed. back line is, aren't they? Our yeah. whole back line's very. I think cool is a good like word to use. Botman's fucking cool. They just, yeah, nothing phases them. A mistake is made. All right, we're not going to make that same mistake again. Because we- they, they back themselves to, yeah. well, I won't make that mistake next time. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? They don't. And that's yeah. why they've got the best, <laughs> we've got the best defense in the, in, the, in the Premier League. But yeah, I just thought Cher deserved a, a nod tonight, a mention, because I, I really, really thought he, he kind of played out of his skin. But like I said, in a very understated way, it was just, just quietly got on with the job, did really well. Another clean sheet for this football club. Yeah. <laughs> Over 600 minutes since Nick Pope conceded a goal. Obviously. Ridiculous. And it'll be the same for Fabian Shaw. Yeah. But Pope gets the credit because he's, he's the goalkeeper. It's his yeah. responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, wow, wow. What what a football club, what a team. Um, you know, just so happy. Just so happy. So, so happy. I'll stop saying it. Uh, thank you for everyone, to everyone who listens to the True Faith podcast. We've got loads more coming up on Patreon this week. We've got a Fulham preview. We've got shows with Warren Barton and Craig Hope. We've got an opposition view from Fulham and maybe a couple of other things as well. Transfer, maybe. Or a transfer show as well. Adam Not a whole lot that. of going on, but Yet. I, don't know. Yet. I don't know what you threw at all. And we're back against Fulham with one of these podcasts. So thanks for listening. Speak to you all next time. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.